Welcome to Gain That Tune. is going on everybody it's game that tune and we're back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got the king of the show david fleming say hey hey hell yeah guys welcome back game that tune in the house for episode 342 and my goodness guys we've got a great show coming for you tonight we are going to do the same thing that we do every week. We're going to listen to video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. And the winner at the uh, end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some of their bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the fantastic king of the show. It was David Fleming. A uh, perfect game last week from David. And David selected a fantastic theme for this week's episode. So... David, tell us all about it. What do we got? Um, well, let me tell you the theme by asking you a question, John. Mm-hmm. Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? Um... Can you feel it coming? The icy cold of space. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean... I know the answer to David's riddle. <laughs> But riddle? I'm also I'm ter- Is it not a riddle? <laughs> yes. It, it, no, no, no. That was the movie before. Damn. Okay. Uh, so joke? the answer is it was the Ice Age. Um, it was the Ice Age. But that doesn't explain why Johnny played that clip. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong clip. I meant to play um this one. The Iceman cometh. Nope. God damn it. These no, aren't labeled right. It was perfect. It was great. <laughs> God, we need to keep that on the soundboard. He sounds so proud to become a thing. Um, yeah, okay, so it's... So, I'm sorry, David. Is the game, is the theme the Ice Age? Uh, games with ice. Ah, okay, good. I um, feel like there's a better Mr. Freeze sound clip out there that, you know, perfectly captures and conveys how we uh, feel about this. But, yeah, whatever. Johnny, I appreciate you going above and beyond with these, <laughs> you know, other Mr. Freeze sound clips. Always winterize. Your pipes. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Man, that's just good I got, advice. I don't I mean, know yeah, why I named these. It's, it's not even a pun. It was just him telling you to winterize your pipes. I um, really fucked up, man. I just named these like Mr. Freeze 1.wave, yeah. Mr. Freeze 2.wave. Right. Ice.wave, Ice 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, huge mistake, Johnny. But uh, yeah, so ice, uh, you know, the, the cold stuff. It's uh, it's that thing that happens when you take water and make it cold. Um, it's David, I, I actually uh, I have a very important question. Is snow ice... You know, I'm from Florida. Technically, <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Because snow is composed of ice crystals. Okay, so. good. Yeah. Just want to clear that it's going to really ruin my fucking game if uh, yeah if snow isn't ice. Because uh, yeah, 
That's, uh... I mean, I... Kind of a I think breaker. I would allow... I think I would allow a snow game, but if you had, like, a game set on the ocean because the ocean is just warm ice, like, no, that's mm. not gonna fly. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so not, not water in all states of matter. It's, you know, it's ice. So... Right. Good. Very good. Um... That, that's good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Because, yeah, uh, snow, ice, they're uh, common things in games. Uh, they, uh, there have always been ice and snow levels in games. They're typically, in the uh, the older games, very frustrating things. You're slipping, you're sliding, you know, the platforming, no fun. There's the offensive little characters in there, uh, you know, <laughs> jumping around and, you know, not respecting indigenous people. Smacking polar bears with sunglasses. You know, the, the things that those ice climbers can do. Um, Wait. When you say smacking polar bears with sunglasses, does it mean the polar bears are wearing sunglasses, or you're yes. smacking polar bears with uh, sunglasses in your hand? I'm sorry, yeah, I should clarify. The polar bears are wearing sunglasses, and you smack them while holding a pair of Ray-Bans. <laughs> and... Just, just, and it's how, uh, it's the motivation. To, you know, I don't know if you ever see the uh, opening cutscene to Ice Climber, but <laughs> it's all about broken sunglasses. And, you know, those little, uh, those little people are pissed. <laughs> that classic 1985 NES cutscene. Yes. Oh, so I, cinematic. I think I have a clip from that. Cool party. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so close to getting the right sound, but it, it's just, it's escaping us. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be ice games. Games with, uh, some ice. It's all over, uh, it's all over games these days. Uh, and, you know, and in all eras. You know, it's just, it's ice. It's everywhere. All, you know, states of ice will be well represented on tonight's show. So, Johnny, I'm sure you're ready to hit the perfect Mr. Freeze sound clip to take us to game one. What killed the dinosaurs? Guys, <laughs> age. No, that was the. That's what you were supposed to play Game earlier.
All right, guys. So uh, this game is the first in the series that depicts the main character and the main antagonist speaking, and it is not considered to be canon to the series. All right, guys, who's feeling great? I think the trivia kind of gave it away. And I oh, think yeah, Jesse should be feeling very great. Never heard this before in my life. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny says Kirby's tilt and tumble. He seems to not actually know what this is. David says my dinner with DDD. He's throwing the game. And Jesse has the correct answer. Kirby's Avalanche. All right, everyone. Chill. All right. Yeah, sure. We're still going there. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Jesse. Thank nice, you. Uh, nice Kirby shirt for the podcast viewers. Obviously, Thank Jesse's wearing nothing, but for the live viewers, they see he's got a great Kirby shirt. So he had to guess Kirby's Avalanche correctly. Well done, sir. Um, and it was important to me. To clear up in the intro to the show whether or not uh, snow counts as ice, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to use Kirby's Avalanche. Um, a uh, a Kirby puzzle game for the SNES, um, basically a reskin of another existing puzzle game, um, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, that is. Uh, and yeah, they decided to make it Kirby-themed, and... Uh, Call it Kirby's Avalanche. But isn't mm. Mean Bean Machine just a Puyo Puyo? It is. Right. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine is a reskin of Super Puyo Puyo, yes. Um Yeah, it's it's a puzzle game mm -hmm. that's like sort of based on Puyo Puyo, but isn't it like set in the woods with just little blobs falling? 
Yes. Are are there avalanches in this game? I mean, it's right there in the title, David. It's Kirby's Avalanche. I'm not seeing the problem here. Is this when he plays for the Colorado Avalanche? It is. He was uh, he was the Kirby goaltender. Sudan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, he won the Stanley Cup in like 1996 or seven, I think. <laughs> I don't know. He was, he was pretty good, Kirby. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, so an avalanche is uh, you know a, like a big cascading you know snow problem. It's a it's a mountain thing <laughs> where snow falls down snow a mountain and covers problem? things up. And in this game, I, I suppose the avalanche is not so much of snow; it's of Puyos and the little things that block the puzzle and prevent you from making more uh, Puyo Puyo combinations. Um, but it's uh, guys, it's Kirby's so, avalanche. So I just want to confirm the avalanche in your snow and ice game is an avalanche of non-snow and ice objects. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like the the term avalanche, the snow is implied. You can't call like what else could there be an avalanche of? Apparently, Puyos. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. I mean, that's the thing. I yeah. You know, there, there could be I, a Bruce of the Lanch. I'm Florida born and raised. This is a question for a snow scientist. Um, not me. I don't have expertise on this, but I'm pretty sure. That if you have an avalanche, it's snow. So these Puyos, they fall in an avalanche. It's because of snowfall. It's, uh, there's there's an iciness implied. David, you're from Chicago. You should know this stuff by now. Yeah, I know. And that's why I have several questions. Um, particularly the, the Puyos that are made of snow and ice that appear to be falling in a mid-tropic forest. Right, right, right. That's not typically where you find snow and ice. Okay, well, I mean, I figure it's Kirby's planet. Maybe what? they... You have know, you heard of this... global warming? Yeah, it's true. You know, maybe it used to be... Uh, you know, maybe it's taking place in Greenland. Hmm? Rapidly John, warming. You know that scenario where you're at the grocery store and there's a mountain of cans and you go to pull a can from the mountain... And you pull the wrong can, and then suddenly you have an avalanche of cans. Oh shit! Yeah, but what if those cans is like <laughs> are like Ice House or like or Michelob Ice or right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, it's just uh, like strictly cans. An of avalanche like, of natty ice of yeah, blood yeah. ice. Yeah. Um, that's usually how I start most parties. <laughs> right. I mean, the Fourth of July was yesterday. And I was, uh, yeah, no denying it. Uh, you know, trapped <laughs> under a pile of, uh, of ice. Bud ice. Um. <laughs> hmm. What a way to go. Well, Johnny, you know. He died as you, he lived. You kind of threw my whole, uh, thing off here. So, you're saying that there can be an avalanche that doesn't involve snow? There can. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, there can. So. Okay, well, maybe. Hmm. And the Puyos, they do look somewhat like cans. So, hmm. Maybe this isn't a... Oh, no! 
Okay, so maybe this is an icy game. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Has anybody else here played it? Do you, you know, do you get to play as Kirby characters in it? Do you get to play as a little snowman guy, Chili? Uh, I don't see him listed on like the roster page, but um, maybe he's a uh, maybe he's unlockable. Um, I'm really struggling to justify this now. This isn't good. I s yeah, I see. Um, Waddle Dee, Waddle Doo, La 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 La, Meta Knight. The Poppy Brother. I see the little squid guy. Squishy. I'm not seeing Mr. Frosty. Game over! Oh, shit, man. Yeah, that's not how I really wanted to start. Um, that's not cool. Uh, I was going to say, as the first... <laughs> <laughs> Profoundly uncool. As, um, as the first game on the show, too. Yeah, jeez. Okay, well, uh, I can come up with something else, maybe. But maybe I can figure something out for uh, I don't know, in a couple of games from now or something. Let me. Uh, I got a lot of music sitting around here. Let me fi figure something out. Um, sorry, guys, I fucked this up. Kirby's Avalanche is fun, though. Sorry, there's no ice in it. I, you know, <laughs> today I learned. Ah, okay, well that redeems my whole segment. Johnny finally got to the right sound. <laughs> Phew. Game two.
All right, guys, so a brief little uh, description of this game. Hot doggers can quench their thirst for excitement with half-pipe courses and ski technique challenges, while loungers can look forward to other activities, including ski school, board school, moguls and slaloms, as well as animal search and rescue. Who's got some uh, got some answers? Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see them. Hot dog. <laughs> hot doggers. All right. Uh, let's see. So John says Outrunners Three Hot Doggers, which is sadly incorrect. Jesse says the Ice Storm DS, sadly incorrect. Uh, Dave says Family Ski and Snowboard, which I think is another title for this game. Um, uh, this is called Wii Ski and Snowboard for the Nintendo Wii. Okay, I was about to say, if I don't get a point for that, I'm going to be very upset. Because the yeah. official website for Family Ski and Snowboard says, Hot doggers can quench their thirst for thrills <laughs> with half-pipe courses. Like, oh, okay, I found the game. Johnny, you gotta <laughs> stop making the fucking trivia just the, like, description of the game from the official website. <laughs> yeah, it was called Family Ski and Snowboard uh, in Europe, and Family Ski, World Ski and Snowboard in Japan, and then here in the U.S., Wii Ski and Snowboard. Not spelled like this console Wii. <laughs> yeah, so actually, just that was going to be my next question. Just seeing that and updating the on-screen thing. It's not <laughs> Wii Ski. It's Wii it's Ski. It's Wii Ski. God. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> I like a good Wii Ski on the rocks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a Wii exclusive. for mine with a little citrus bit to it. What are they doing here? I mean, seriously, it's right there. Like, 
If you want to make it seem like it is something you have to buy, you put Wii in the title. Like, I'm sure that Nintendo was like, no, you cannot call this Wii Ski. <laughs> and they're like, why not? Come on. It'll sell like five extra copies if we do that. It uses the Wii Balance Board. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for the people who are just joining us and hearing us saying, why did they call it Wii Ski? It should have been Wii Ski. I think people that grew what up in the, the Wii fuck era. What are they talking about? I think people that grew up in the Wii era understand what we're talking about. Fucking, you know, Namco was trying to make things that vaguely resembled Wii Sports and the, you know, the Wii franchise. And Nintendo was like, you know, you could do that, but you can't use the two I's. You have to use the letter E. Sorry, fellas. And, uh, here we are. Fucking so yeah, it's, uh, Wii Ski. It's- it's, in, it's it's kind of a weird thing they did here. It's a open world <laughs> game. You, like don't you, say. You, you can ski around the resort, but everything's unlocked from the get go. There's no yeah, like there's no uh, which I guess nowadays I actually appreciate that as an adult. I'm like hell yeah, fuck yes, yeah. let me do everything. Yeah, exactly. Let me just go find the things. That's great. <laughs> but back when this came out, and you wanted things to unlock and all that. You know that that kind of sucked. Um, like I'm not sure he like, did even then. I think you're wrong. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Honestly, just go find things, be, man. <laughs> there should be two methods to play, like, an open-world game. There, One is called, like, Explorer Mode, where basically the whole world is open. You can explore and unlock and find all these new areas. And then the other is called Adult Mode, where it's just, like, a menu that lists all the different places you can go. Mm-hmm. Just take me there now. So one thing I was very disappointed by was that, you know, the description mentions that it has a ski school, and it is nothing like the 1989 movie Ski School. <laughs> <laughs> it really should be, shouldn't it, Johnny? <laughs> I really want to have oh, to man. catch a beer by, you know, throwing up my hand while holding a Wii controller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you guys seen that movie? They, they throw so many beers all the time, and they just catch them. <laughs> So casually, that's so hard to do. Like, Johnny, obviously you've on. never been skiing before. <laughs> Let's go back to, have you ever seen that movie? I'm sorry, the you said 1989 film Ski School? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't say that I have. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm pretty sure I've got the gist of it just from, I don't know, cultural <laughs> osmosis at this point. And probably... Probably the movie Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, I assume that, you know, shenanigans happening on a ski resort. And uh, eventually there's, like, a skiing rivalry race between, uh, you know, some hoity-toity rich guys and the, the guys attending the ski school. Yeah. You're you're about right. You're about mm. right. I think the main difference between this and Hot Tub Time Machine is Hot Tub Time Machine had a wide release in theaters. Ah, whereas yeah. this movie was made to go straight to VHS. <laughs> right. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> Oh, man. I just have to say, it's like, you know, Ski School, the 1989 movie. Have you guys seen that movie? As someone who introduced y'all to Lady Terminator, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You know, Johnny doesn't watch films that have any value. David's films at least have camp value. Uh, <laughs> ski School, not so ski- much. Dude, Ski School's great. I'm doing that for the next movie night. I'm not even going to have a poll. We're just going to watch it. Start it now. <laughs> fucking, you know, we threatened to do it before the show. We said we would just watch Batman and Robin. Johnny, I'm sure you've got Ski School in your fucking VCR ready to go. <laughs> just put your webcam up to the yeah. CRTV so we can watch it. Stream that VCR, baby. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, I, I actually do want to talk about Wii Ski and Snowboard. So it's the sequel to Wii Ski. Yes, also which all, not spelled W-I-I. Also not spelled Wii Ski. Um, but yeah, so they came out with Wii Ski, basically, uh, you know, another Wii Sports thing, except it's just completely focused on balance board skiing. And then, you know, naturally for the sequel, they couldn't just call it Wii Ski 2, as in we also ski. No. They realized you could take that balance board and instead of standing on it, you know, with uh, one foot on either side, you could turn it and uh, have yourself a little snowboard. And they, yeah, they added it in the snowboard. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I really don't see any issue with this as a series. Like, it's, uh, it, for people out there that, like, had the balance board, this feels almost essential. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else were you using it for once well, you got, you know, thoroughly insulted by Wii Fit? Like, I have never in my most fit days, by the standards of Wii Fit, not been obese. I used to be 60 pounds lighter and in the best shape of my life, and that game called me obese. And I fucking never went back. So, you know, Wii Ski and Snowboard, okay, cool. You know, break out the fucking, the banished board. Let's fucking play with this thing again. Uh, sounds great. I- don't I break would like the to answer your... John. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, come on, Emco, fucking <laughs> we you know, balance board. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, yeah. You, you hop on the snowboard, the game's like you are too obese. It just breaks the board under your feet, <laughs> or it just sighs. Yeah, uh. exactly. It makes it. Yeah. <laughs> it just sinks into the snow. <laughs> that always bugged me on we uh, fucking we fit when you. I know it did it for everybody. But it still just struck me as odd, like the little, uh, when you step on the balance board, it's like, no, don't fucking, you know, I didn't just stick it in you, balance board, fucking don't acknowledge me stepping on you like that. I mean, I think, more gently, I, think I, would pre- I think I would prefer a, uh, to, uh. I mean, <laughs> at least then it's, you know, it's comedic until you get told that you're obese. When you're you know, 225 pounds oh, oh. in the best fucking shape of your life. Um, but yeah. Is that the whole family? Yeah. Goddamn, one at a time. <laughs> I know the game's called Wii Ski, but you know, only one person on the balance board at once. You yeah. should have spelled it W-I-I, you fucked up. This is a family game. God, okay, see, that's the lawsuit they opened themselves up to. By calling it Wii WE Ski, is if more than one person stands on that balance board at once and tries to play the game, they've totally fucked it up. Like, that thing can't handle it. You, you know, it moans when one person steps on it. So if two people try to do some kind of synchronized, you know, three-legged race skiing thing, they're fucking breaking that thing. It fucking orgasms right then and there. Though I, I, I also say, yeah. really think it'd be kind of dope to try and do three-legged race skiing. Like, you and a friend try to balance yourselves properly to play Wii Ski. <laughs> you know, Wii, true Wii nightmare of an idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. What would, what, but what purpose would the third person serve? <laughs> a Wii Ski? They're in that Wii Ski some. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, they, 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 they just sit on the couch and be like, wow, you're obese, according yeah. to this. <laughs> Do you really make one obese person? Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, no, Johnny, I think this is actually a really great pick. 
Now, I know you said this game is trash before the show, but like, no, this is a this is actually a quality pick. This is a quality balance board game made by a quality company. It's Namco game. It's got a Hiroshi Okubo soundtrack. Soundtrack is bopping. You know, like, I'm gonna have to go and find this soundtrack because, like, if it's anything like the Go Vacation soundtrack, it's loaded. It's gonna be fucking great. So, like, you know, Johnny, this is a win right here. You got us to all remember the time that we stepped on the balance board and how fucking you know. I need to bring that up to my therapist next time I see him. And like, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a quality pick, John. Fucking now, now, hmm. John, tell me, is the Wii balance board in the room with us right now? <laughs> Everywhere I step, it feels like I'm being judged. You know, a little creak in the floorboards. All I hear is oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, ever since then. Any feedback I get to the sound of me walking is uh, mm, it's devastating John, I, to me. I told you, I told you when you bought your house, don't replace your hardwood with with wee boards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like really rad. <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing like uh, picturing the Michael Jackson Billy Jean video where he steps and all the things walk up, but it's just it's wee balance boards every time, and it goes oh oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> then, oh but see, the key is if I it gotta... tells Michael Jackson that he's obese, then I'll know it's a problem with we uh, we fit, not with me. Yeah, Imagine... the game standards are insane. I gotta find that sound clip of the balance board and then make an edit to that video. Yes, how, I think we how should. How soon do you think a potential date would leave your house when you brought them home, and that was your situation? <laughs> What? That we're in the Michael Jackson Billy Jean video, but no. it's all balance boards? No, no, yeah, yeah. When, you, when they come in your house, your your whole house is floored with. Oh, it's weed. tiled with fucking balance boards. No, I yeah. think they'd love it. It depends on if the things call them obese or not. So, oh, no. <laughs> hey, hey, you're obese. Hey, hey, I'm, you know, stop walking here. Hey, I'm the, you know, the floor. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Can Wait, I, is there uh, a Ratso Rizzo mode for the Wii boards? <laughs> can, can I invite you in for a drink? You are obese. You are obese. You are obese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not wrong. So. God, imagine, imagine you're fucking on top of a bunch of Wii boards and every time you slam... You are obese. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. I was gonna say, if you are fucking on the balance boards, how can you, like, distinguish their moans from the balance board moans? <laughs> like, yeah, you like that? I didn't say anything. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now, do you think if you came on it and it said, you are obese, you'd be like, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah, dope. <laughs> yeah. Got oh, a yeah. heavy load. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the episode title is just going to be We Are Obese. Yeah. How we spell it, who knows yet. <laughs> Johnny, this is a great pick, man. That was that was dynamite. Alright. I like the idea that we spell it W-E-A-R-E-O-B-I-I-S-E. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Key. Key is to work those two eyes in there somewhere. Otherwise, you know. They'll be blind. Nobody's going to buy it. Always winterize your pipes. Game three.
Alright, gentlemen. Um, so, the developers decided to base the main character after a famous Korean star, Byung-hun Lee. To capture the full essence, they used a program called Face Robot, which allowed them to use Lee's basic expressions and translate them into the game. Until I ask if you're ready, Johnny. And I swear to God, if that's your actual answer. So, do you all have your answers ready? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny says ski school. Incorrect. 
Jesse says Super Polar Express. Sadly incorrect. Uh, John has the correct answer. This is Lost Planet. Jesse, I really thought you had this one in the bag. No, I haven't played this in a long time. Um, well, just because you referenced it earlier in the yeah. show. But, um, yeah, this game was really fun. Um, I greatly enjoyed playing this game. Um, so this came out on PS3, Xbox 360, and Windows. Um, I had it on the 360. Um, and this game came out in kind of a weird time in Capcom's history. Um, because, like, the tail end of the PS2 GameCube era into the PS3 360 Wii era, they just kind of, like, threw shit at the wall to see what stuck. Like, hey, let's make a Zelda game where you're a wolf and everything is watercolors. And let's make a Dawn of the Dead the video game. And let's do a point-and-click adventure with a little pirate boy. And one of them was, let's make a third-person shooter with giant mechs where you're on an Arctic ice planet. Yeah, yeah it's pretty that cool. like a pretty cool concept. It is. It was. Um, yeah, I like I said, I had a lot of fun with it, especially because like there were multiple different mechs, and unlike a lot of mech games, they weren't super stiff. Like you controlled them pretty fluidly. Um, there were like spider tanks and giant robot suits, and there was one that was kind of like a motorcycle type that let you like quickly drive around on the ice. Uh, and the whole time you're like you're exploring a new planet to try to colonize it for humans because we probably fucked up the old one. I don't remember exactly the story. So it's basically like you with a bunch of weird guns and giant robot suits fighting huge monster insect type things. In it was a pretty fucking fun yeah. game. Yeah, and they all had no, like sounds really rad. cool like glowing weak spots and stuff, and that was pretty pretty neat. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't take off. They made three of them. They did? They did. Yeah. Oh, I thought they only um, made two. No, they did make a third one, but apparently the third one, like, really underperformed in sales, so they're like, alright, fuck it, we're done with this. Um, didn't they also... Didn't one of the robots from this end up in Tatsunoko versus Capcom, David? It did. Uh, that was Capcom's giant character, the PTX-48. Yeah, um, dope. Which was one of my favorite characters in that game, actually. That game was pretty cool, and I liked those couple of giant characters. Um, but yeah, it was. It's just a. It's a very like atmospheric game. It was pretty early on, like PS3 and Xbox 360, so like it looks very good. They really went crazy with like the smoke and particle effects and atmosphere. Um, yeah, it was just. It was a really fun game, and I'm kind of sad that. Capcom had this period of like, let's experiment and see what works. Oh, this didn't quite work how we thought. All right, we're never going to touch it again. Aw, you had some fun ideas. Yeah, I, I feel like that was back in those days. Like, I don't know, like it, maybe they, it's just that they didn't crack it after three games. They just gave up on it. But like, you know, like the first Assassin's Creed wasn't very good. It wasn't until two that they kind of cracked it. So, like, if you know, if Lost Planet took two or three games to get going, and for them to really figure out what it, the, what they had there, yeah, you know, uh, that would have been a. I feel like people would have stuck with it, but Capcom is not most people. They didn't stick with it. <laughs> so, Which is weird because Capcom's the same company that made like nine versions of Street Fighter Two. Like, 
They right. do tend to stick with things. Yeah, and this was the days when you didn't even have to make new versions. You could just patch your old, you know, your current thing. So, like, they could have right. just fixed the game. And, you know, people could have, uh... Yeah, I'm not even saying the game needed to fix it. But, I don't know. They could have, uh... could have kept this going. Because, yeah, giant mech battles. Uh, that's kind of an evergreen video game concept right there. <laughs> you know what might have done it, honestly? It could have been the Ice World. Because, like, giant mechs fighting giant insects? Pretty awesome. Oh, the whole world is an ice level. That probably turned people off. Right. I mean, you know, though well, it was right... people are stupid. Have Fuck these them. people not seen Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back? The beginning of that movie is just giant mechs yeah. on an ice world, and it's awesome. It's amazing. So, so here's the thing, Johnny, though. They go elsewhere after that. <laughs> well, yeah, whole, still. It's not the whole movie. <laughs> you literally just kind of highlighted the problem. Like, you have to leave the ice world eventually. You know, it, it, they, they need Lost Planet in the Dagobah system. Um, I mean, that's the thing. It, it, the subtitle is Extreme Condition. It should be robots entering extreme conditions. Whatever those extreme conditions may be. Extreme heat. Extreme ice. Extreme swamp. Fucking... I think, I think in the sequels they explore that. Like, they go to planets where, like... Or, like, they find, like, areas on the frozen planet where there's, like, hey, there's this weird pocket underground of tropical area that's mm-hmm. that's weird. And, oh, no, giant spider, kill it. Right. So they have, like, extreme ice, extreme desert. Do they have extreme sports? Is that one of the games in the series? That would also be a good idea. See, Max honestly, boards. you were talking about, like, how they could patch this game to fix it. Although it doesn't really need fixing. Maybe what they needed to do was add a mode where your giant mech snowboarding down a half pipe. Mm-hmm. That would help. Oh man, giant mech going to the 1989 movie Ski School. <laughs> God damn it, giant! <laughs> giant mech catches giant kegs of beer. You gotta let it go, man. <laughs> you gotta let it go. <laughs> oh man, God, I know it's like completely different companies on completely different continents, but. I would kill for the PTX-48 to be in a Tony Hawk game. Yeah, it'd be pretty great. Tony Hawk's Underground 3. <laughs> Just like grinding on a rail, busting a trick with its chainsaw hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, or they could do a fucking... They could do a prequel or something. Show how the planet ended up with, uh... You know, being an ice planet. I don't know. Uh, or like the developments of the mechs. Yeah. What what happened on Earth to make them have to develop extreme, you know, condition mechs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh there's ideas here that Capcom decided no we'll just make more Resident Evils. <laughs> uh, uh, so it turns out nobody's really into giant mechs anymore. They're into zombies and Street Fighter and shit. We could make yeah, a new game, or we could turn on the money printing machine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Come to think of it, this is exactly what happened to Dead Rising. Right. Like they made one, two, three, and maybe a fourth game and then they're like oh it's not selling as well fuck it we're done right yeah oh <laughs> it's like they were on an upward trajectory and then as soon as it you know started going down it's like wait 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 what what the fuck was that <laughs> like down no 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 up dead and rising no longer rising exactly sales. yeah it's, it's in the title we expected the dead to rise you know <laughs> sales decline it's not dead declining this game is cancelled <laughs> 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 it sounds like a Judd Hirsch quote. 
How I just want to play a game called Dip and yesterday, Johnny. You got Judd Hirsch on the brain. <laughs> I want to play a game called Dead Declining, where it's you, a bunch of horde of zombies, but you don't have to do anything because they gradually fall apart before they get to you. Mm-hmm. You just stand there and like watch them decompose. Yeah, don't get too close to them. That's okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're in decline. It's just a bunch of zombies with Alzheimer's. <laughs> The secret of winning the game is to just put your control on the ground and wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> just what let nature take its course, baby. The secret baby. to winning is to not to play. Uh, um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I never did play Lost Planet. I uh, I was like briefly intrigued by it and then just kind of never got into it. Uh, so, and then, you know, because yeah, was, I kind of figured it was, a, it was a non-starter. It's known it was a Capcom game. I feel like even back then, even back in the day, they had like a reputation like, oh, they're not going to support this. This is, this is a go-nowhere series. And then it kind of... You know, I'm, I'm surprised. I literally learned tonight that it went more than one more game. So um, that's got to be pretty good for a Capcom new IP in the last 20 years or so. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, maybe did like a remaster using that new RE engine that's been doing really well for them lately. Right. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. I'd be happy with that. I'd be. I would play that more quickly than I would play this. <laughs> but uh, wait, what? A new version of a game readily available? You'd play that over a one from what, like seventeen years ago? You'd be shocked how easy it is for me to just throw sixty dollars at a problem instead of go to another room and plug in my PlayStation Three. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know Any- why that's the easier thing. <laughs> Anything to avoid that. Jeez. Yeah, and, and well, then there is the issue of like, okay, so if I want to play Lost Planet, I gotta drive to my local retro game store and deal with the people that work there, and the possibility of not having to be not being able to find the game there, or I've got to go online. And I gotta wait a couple of days, and if I have to wait a couple of days, who knows if I'll still want to play it when it gets here? <laughs> I don't want this. Yeah, I have a very short attention span, fellas. <laughs> I just, I love the idea that you're sitting at home like, man, I'm, I'm committed. I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to go out and get that game. Uh, people. Right. Nah. It's not, not all people. I, I like people. The, the retro game store people. They're a special yeah, breed of people. I, I just assume that you, if you go to the retro game store and they do have it, it's probably a minimum $300. Exactly. <laughs> retro game prices are just absolutely insane right now. Yes. No, the ironically named Tallahassee Institution Games for Less truly never lives up to that moniker. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, the games somehow have only gotten more expensive. <laughs> How much are your cheap games? Surprisingly expensive. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I thought your side said games for less. <laughs> uh, no, we yes. have games. <laughs> They're games for less than the price of a new car. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. They cost less than something. Uh, <laughs> is that less than a million dollars? All right, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right there in the fine print. You squint in on the neon sign. Well, son of a bitch. They, uh, <laughs> not false advertising. Those, They got me. Um, I mean, they need to find a way to pay the expert craftsman to do fine print in a neon sign. Yeah. That's not cheap. Exactly. <laughs> they got to recoup that cost somehow. And it's going to be through sales of Lost Planet. If I come through, it's going to be the the big windfall they've been waiting for. Um, <laughs> but we could pay our rent this month. He bought yeah. Lost Planet. Finally, <laughs> I can't believe it! Wow, yeah. got him. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, we all made the our monthly back. our monthly one sale. We can keep the store open. 
Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, Jesse. It's just incredibly expensive prices, and as soon as they sell one, all right, put everything to $20. Yeah. We're good for the month. Right. Now everything could be for less. <laughs> um, we got yeah. the one room. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it? August 1st? Rent's coming up. All right, yeah. everything back to $300. Right. Yep, yep. Bring Going up the earth bounce. Go into collector's <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um... Yeah, and, you know, a cool a cool series, I guess. Cool, short little series. Hopefully uh, Capcom gets their wits about them and does a, does a remake or something. Because, yeah, I'd like to pilot these mechs. I'd like to see a return to these uh, these lost planets. Um, these extreme conditions. It, uh, you know, like I said, it, it intrigued me back in the day. I, and, you know, it would intrigue me again if somebody were able to make this downloadable onto a system that I own right now. For a small fee, no driving, no clicking. <laughs> Just I, I want to pull it up on a, on a console, and, you know, press a button. That's all I want. David, make it happen. All right, I'm on it. Good, thank you. Give me a hell yeah! I said, give me a hell yeah! I don't remember. Sorry, guys, I, I was looking for a clip with cold in the name. I was going to say I don't remember Schwarzenegger saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, I was like, why did you... Stone Cold. Okay. Right. Fuck.
All right, guys. So this uh, this movie tie-in game actually covers events between two entries in the movie series, and uh, via its story, explains why one of its playable characters does not appear in the uh, forthcoming movie. Let's see if I can redeem myself with this game. Let's see. I mean, I know I have redeemed myself, but uh, let's see. Uh, Jesse sadly says Ice Climber Unleashed. Incorrect. David says Batman and Robin. Man, that would be a good thing to have referenced on tonight's episode, but no, it's not that. Uh, and Johnny says Hot Doggers. Also incorrect. No, guys, this is a little game that was released in May of 2006. This is X-Men, the official game for oh, PlayStation okay. 2, GameCube, Xbox, Xbox 360, PC, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo DS, blah, 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 blah. Um, Wait. It's a time... <laughs> what? X-Men the official game in 2006. Didn't X-Men come out in 2000? Yes, it did. <laughs> David, please. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Your concerns are sure to be addressed. That's, that's not that's not atypical for a movie game to come out way after the movie. Yeah, six years later. Yeah, a whole console generation later, and yet somehow still look like a PS1 game. Um, so, yeah, no, it's... There's actually some confusion over the title. So... Like, the title shows up as X-Men colon the official game. But in front of that X, there's three Wolverine claws sticking up. So some people think it's actually X-Men 3, the official game. There's no clarification on this. It's an Activision game. It's been delisted from all fucking storefronts. There's no one to answer to for this fucking game. It's a tiny game. It came out eight days before X-Men 3, and it ties together X-Men 2 and X-Men 3. But 
officially, it's apparently X-Men colon the official game. Are we sure it's not three X-Men and you can only play as multiple men? I mean, that would make as much sense as anything. Uh, that also would have made a lot well, of sense. he's an X-Factor. Yeah. Come on, David. Get your X-Men I mean, and your X-Factors up. Yeah, he was also, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched X-Men 3 not too long ago, and, you know, David, you're not wrong, but you're barely right. He's barely <laughs> in that goddamn movie. Like, what a fucking tease multiple man is in X-Men 3. Fuck that shit. I mean, he has two distinct scenes of at least 45 seconds. Yeah, it's great. Um, Maybe but yeah. this is supposed to be... 3X as in triple X-Men and this is supposed to be some kind of like porno based game based no, on the X-Men not another X-Men the official game <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but no so it would make sense for it to be you know play on three in some way because uh, David I you know I, I don't know why I'm singling you out for this but so maybe one of you can tell me how many characters by the time X-Men 3 rolls around would you say there are named characters in the X-Men film franchise? Are we talking heroes or villains or both? Doesn't matter. How many named characters can you think of that appear in like X-Men 2, 3? Just give me, a, give me a spitball. I'd say 20. It's probably higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The, the point is, there's a ton of fucking characters in these movies, and these games, this game, allows you to play as three of them. That's why there's three Wolverine claws. Right. You know, you can play as Wolverine three times. Oh, man. <laughs> three times as much as the other characters. <laughs> um, I mean, that's pretty par for the course for the X-Men movies. Yes. Let's see, there's, there's yellow costume, uh, Weapon X costume, yeah. and then, like, hanging out at the bar costume. Mm-hmm. He's got his, like, jeans and the white shirt and the cigar. Yeah. First class go fuck yourself costume. Um, but yeah, no, uh, so you get to play as Wolverine, obviously, for some uh, hack and slashing levels. Uh, you get to play as Nightcrawler. And the game apparently goes to great lengths to explain why Nightcrawler doesn't come back in X-Men 3. Uh, <laughs> I did not look up why, but I was like, oh, god damn, that's such a tease. Because <laughs> like, he costs too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We would love him to be in the movie, but we simply do not want to do those effects again. Uh, yeah. um, and then the third character is, of course, Iceman. Um, Ice. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's third favorite X-Man. What killed the huh. dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Exactly. Um, I'm confused. I mean, I'm not down on Iceman. I think Iceman is pretty cool. But <laughs> do I think he should be one of the three playable X-Men in X-Men, the official game? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Iceman in the movies is so underserved. Like, okay, so Iceman in X-Men 2000, he's barely in it. He's just there to kind of say hi to Rogue and, you know, just be a hot young man. Uh, X-Men 2, he's more involved. He's escaping the mansion. You know, he's uh, going to tell his parents. You know, it's his coming out moment as a, as a mutant. And he still gets to not really get involved in the action. X-Men 3, the movie, he finally gets to, like, have a face-off with Pyro. And he fucking, you know, spoilers for X-Men 3 from 2006... 
Yeah, he defeats Pyro at the end, and he turns into the classic Iceman look. His whole head turns into a big block of ice, and he fucking, you know, headbutts Pyro and fucking knocks him out. It's dope. Um, Damn, John. What? I'm sorry, I spoiled the movie, didn't I? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just... You said it's everyone's third favorite X-Men, and I'm trying to think of if he is or not my third favorite X-Men. You think he is? I mean, I'm, he, I'm happy for you if he uh, is. I mean, because like, there's... Like, he's one of the OGs, so there's that. Like, and he can do the cool freaking, like, ice slide thing where he can fucking, like, just fly around everywhere doing okay, that. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Jesse, he's, this might he's be He's homosexual the, now, so that's He is also, yeah... He, yeah. Um, but like, uh, like, oh my, like, because you know, Gambit's number one, of course. There's a lot of fucking X Men. I mean, it's and okay then, if like, he's not in your top three. I feel like I two say, is either like Kitty Pride or Storm. Like they're really good. Yeah, too. You know who has a really great power set for a video game? Storm. Yeah, Storm is good. Colossus <laughs> like, is real good. She can fly and shoot lightning and shit. Like, I was gonna say, I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, she's here. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's really hard to pick a top three X-Men, because when you think of the X-Men, it's a team, so you need like six minimum. Right. Yeah, no, not three. And not like, you know, I don't know, like it, it feels like there should be character switching. Like there you should maybe get two characters per level or something and have to ch you know change between them. But no, it's just you know, you get your Wolverine levels, your Nightcrawler levels, and your Iceman levels. And, um, oh, know, the, the character space on the level? Oh. Oh, that's no fun. I don't understand. Yeah, we saw that in Sonic Adventure, and that was weird. Oh, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't like games where it's just like you play, like it forces you to play as characters per level. I like the the ability to choose my take character. On, take on whatever level as, no, no. Yeah. This is not that. It, this is like, okay, oh. you just finished Chapter 2 as Wolverine, you're moving on to Chapter 3 as Nightcrawler, and after that is Chapter 4 and you're Iceman. Uh, and then chapter five, six, and seven, you're Wolverine. Like, it's um, it's not awesome. But Jesse, this might you know this might really get you get you into it. In the Iceman levels, you know, it's been compared to uh, like flying games. It's compared to like Star Wars Rogue Squadron. You're just flying around doing the ice slide thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All you do is slide around on the ice. And, like, fly through the air and shoot people with ice beams. Okay. And, like, you know, it's like a Star Fox level as Iceman. That's <laughs> so pretty like, rad. Now, hold on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you, that. you almost got me in, you son of a yeah. bitch. That's kind of dope. <laughs> it, you know, it's not dope, though. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> well, One of my big problems is he's... It's the movie tie-in game, so he, he looks like fucking the actor. Or he looks like, you know, a polygonal oh. version of the actor. He looks like, you know... Uh, like a pixelated Sean Ashmore face compressed down and fucking, you know, stretched onto a weird head. Uh, you know, but you know what would be really easy for them to render is Iceman as he looks in the fucking comics. He's just a fucking, like, he's a piece of ice as a man. Just, you know, like, it's so easy to make that into a video game character. And instead they're like, how about PlayStation 2, you know, supermodel handsome kid? You know, like, <laughs> nah, man, we, you know. We we really got to spend the budget to get this facial mapping just right. Like, um, can't we just take a model and color it blue? Right. Can we call it a day after that? Yeah, Do we like, really have to go through this literally effort? Literally all you need. <laughs> like, nobody would be upset if Iceman was just a blue guy. Like, he just, just looks yeah. like Dr. Manhattan. 
Yeah, it's dope. Guys, what an opportunity to go home early today, okay? (laughs) It's so easy. What's I I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember if it was one of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games or if it was like one of the like X-Men Apocalypse, but it was one of those games where you had Iceman and you had like five different costumes for him. And it was the exact same model, just like one was wearing pants, one was wearing pants with a vest. One, but it was still just like solid blue guy. Yeah, good. Yeah, as it should be. Now, you know, Jesse, you mentioned that Iceman's power is like the shit, the sliding thing, and clearly this game knows it. I have a hang up with this power, man. How the fuck does it work? Um, like, well, see, he's a mutant, and so yes. the mutant gene. Oh no, I don't, I don't mean that. I mean ice. The, the ice slide. <laughs> How the fuck can he, like, propel himself through the air on well, a never-ending I, slide I, of ice? <laughs> like, ice is very slippery. Yes, I well, understand so that. He's ice, so it's like ice and ice just getting wrong. Right, you know? but does ice, like, not have gravity? <laughs> well, if it's cold enough. Well, that's enough. the thing. If you, if you look at it, he's not just, like, floating on a piece of ice. There's little legs. It's like a bridge that he built to slide around on. Not in this fucking game. He's just fl- fucking floating on an endless piece of ice. It's like, yeah, you can do, like, loop-de-loops and shit with it, and, like, at no point does it fall to the ground. It's just a fucking, you know, never-ending slope. Uh, they probably just didn't want to render it. I mean, of course, but, like, I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> you know, obviously, like, they, you know, they spent I, I their have rendering the time to go on. Look. Like just, they spent their rendering time instead of on the ice bridge on his face. Just, right. Just do what I do, and anytime some kind of weird thing is happening involving mutant powers, just think, oh well, Mister Sinister is probably involved. Mm, okay. Cool. I just yeah, you know, I'm I'm down with the power. I think it's dope. Like being able to make yourself an endless slide. That's my childhood fantasy. But, like, how it goes up into the air and then, like, comes back down and, like, I don't know if it's a limitation of the game or if, you know, or of comics as a medium. Like, you know, eventually, like, the ice ends and the thing follows him like it melts behind him. And, you know, it's, it's like this power doesn't quite make sense if he's literally using it to fly through the air. But I'm not really too worried about it because it's dope. Like that's the thing. But it, 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 as I was thinking about it and watching footage of this game, I'm like, now wait a minute. At some point, the ice needs to touch the fucking ground. <laughs> like, yeah, it just the I, ice mean, isn't strong enough to make this long of a slide. Think about it, like Spider-Man. Like, is are his webs really hitting? A building every time. I mean, you know, don't get me started on this. <laughs> no, man. I sometimes mean, the answer is yes. <laughs> but I've I've seen that movie. See, all the crane operators shift their crane so he has something to latch oh, to. That's right. right. I mean, fucking I. Yeah, in my nitpicky comic book movie days, <laughs> like watching you know the end of Spider-Man 2 where he's like down on the docks falling into water and then just jumps up and swings away somehow it's like now hold on like, I think <laughs> I think with like the X-Men especially like there's like this hidden contract that where 
if you're willing to believe that there is already a man made of ice, and that this <laughs> man suspend your disbelief made of ice for other things. <laughs> can shoot ice and stuff, that maybe you just go just a little bit further with your suspension of disbelief and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, he can do that too. Yeah. Like maybe his I'm, ice I, has just a little bit far. of <laughs> maybe there's just a little bit of metal in the ice, and Magneto always has his back. Yeah, mm. he's holding them up. He's like, "Well, he's a yeah. mutant, and my mutant brother must live." Exactly. Maybe, yeah. Can't let the guy maybe, fall. It'd be humiliating. Look at him. <laughs> maybe it's just a little bit of Christmas magic. That's <laughs> <laughs> work. It's possible. You know, what is Santa if not one of the mutants? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I actually. Um, I read a book called The Physics of Superheroes where Shouldn't they try to like that. break down <laughs> well, where they try to break down stuff and the guy who wrote it, he's like here's the thing most comic time. writers <laughs> most comics writers will do their research and like actually make things that are feasible as long as you make one single acceptance, like if you have the abilities of a spider yes, you can swing on Reb web because it's spider silk is ten times stronger than steel and you can lift this much because that's the proportionate strength. You just have to accept that being bitten by a radioactive spider gives you powers and not cancer. Right. Fine. It can be both. So, you know, tell me what I have to (laughs) tell me what I have to accept to make, you know, never-ending ice slides make sense. (laughs) Oh, well, in the game, it doesn't make any sense at all. That's stupid. Okay, good. Very good. Um, yeah, stupid game. Um, ties into a stupid movie, actually. X-Men 3, very bad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a, a, an entertainingly bad movie. You know, a hoot of a fucking mess of a movie. We should do that for movie night. We're gonna do a... That'd be fun. A, a double feature. We're gonna do Ski School and fucking <laughs> and X-Men, X-Men 3. 3. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. God, guys, I mean, we gotta get back to movie nights. <laughs> they're both set in schools. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's good. We, uh, yeah, guys, I don't know when the last time you saw X Men Three is, but you got to see how bad oh. the de aging on Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen was in two thousand six. Guys, we have to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't cracked it. It was no Dial of Destiny. They looked like shit. No, <laughs> God, I hate oh. that Juggernaut helmet. Oh God, yeah, but he Why did say. Why does he have a helmet made out of like concrete? Yeah, like, he's uh, so you know, much better I, in Deadpool Two. I know why that is. It's because he's the juggernaut bitch. Therefore, Mm-mm. you know, do not ask any questions. That's that's what you have to suspend your disbelief with. Does does he also import Korean music? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, X Men: The Official Game, not so good. X Men Three, not so good. Iceman, eh, pretty good. Jesse, pretty good. you know, okay, you know, rattle it off as we go to the next game. Top five X Men, go. Uh, Gambit, um, Shadowcat, uh, yeah, Wolverine, um, Storm, mm-hmm. and, uh, Iceman. There you go. He's top five. The Iceman top five. cometh. And he came. <laughs> Game five.
Alright, so this game this is, this game um takes place in an alternate uh universe um uh, in the year eighteen eighty six and uh the big differences between this world and our world is in in this world uh Krakatoa and Mount Tambora have erupted and that's not good because those are super volcanoes. <laughs> see what kind of cool answers y'all gave. And, uh, oh, God. Um, uh, Johnny says Batman and Robin, that's incorrect. Uh, John says Yellowstone, that's incorrect. And David says The Order 1886, that's also incorrect. Uh, this is Frostpunk. Yes, this right, is, uh, so this is uh, Frostpunk. It came out in uh, 2018. Um, it is a survival city builder. Uh, it takes place, like I said, um, in 1886, where um, these two super volcanoes erupted and caused a volcanic winter, ah. which, which seems real fucked up. Um, basically, it blocks out the sun and... Uh, stuff starts growing and temperatures drop really down real bad um, a lot of people die and so you start um, this game is very uplifting by the way um, <laughs> so you, you start as this like ragtag group of explorers uh, trying to find uh, 
these big old, um, uh, what would you call them? Super volcanoes. No, 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 Ice that's box? the bad thing. It's like a big, uh, a steam or coal powered, like, generator. There you go. And, um, so they, you're trying to find that and you're trying to kind of restart, uh, civilization by building these little, uh, towns by this big generator that generates heat. And so it's like below 20 degrees Celsius. And so you got like, like the whole thing is like snow. Um, you got this, the big coal generator in the middle. And so like it radiates heat when you have it running. But of course, you gotta have people going back and forth getting the coal. You gotta have people getting wood. You gotta have people going out hunting. So there's still like animals and stuff. And you gotta make sure you have enough facilities. Like it starts off, it's like, hey, uh, you should build tents for people because they'd like to have some place to sleep. <laughs> and it's like, you can um, be like, oh yeah, I'll shelter everyone. Or you can just be like, I'll shelter some people. <laughs> and, um,. You have like a two bars. There's like a, a hope and discontent bar. <laughs> so like that's fun to see it like go up or down. Um, at one point, you can like enact laws like, um, how about children start working? <laughs> so you can send the children into the mines. Well, you can start it so they're only able to do safe jobs, which I'm not sure what constitutes as a safe job. Safe and, mining job for children? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not sure. <laughs> so, say, in 1886, I don't think anything is well, a safe job. I mean, they are miners. God damn it. And, um, so another fun part, one, this is the best part of the game, is they're like, hey, people are starting to get frostbite what you want to do and so you can like enact laws like you can either enact a law where oh we'll just amputate and then you know you can build a certain house where all your amputees live and you take care of them which seems like the okay thing to do or you can just put people fucking down (laughs) like be like jesus um let's see i'm trying to think of some of the other weird uh you can there's like one so, where you can decide to make soup for everyone and and for whatever reason that makes your food last longer but people don't like soup for some reason if it's all you're that. eating fuck but this. there's another one where you can add food additives which is just like you're putting like sawdust in the food and that's fucked up there's um wait but why don't the people like <laughs> soup well i mean they cuz it's got sawdust why, in it pay attention john well no the but, soup I mean, doesn't the soup doesn't have sawdust. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm devastated. Like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send the kids into the mines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blow the fucking brains out of anybody that gets a frostbitten limb. But the, the people can't even be cheered up with soup. Like, <laughs> that's what, where you drop the line. What fucking bleak world are we living in where, like, you know, people can't just fucking put themselves into soup season mode? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, soup is comforting, man. Like. If the soup doesn't help, then, like, yeah, this this Frostpunk world's all fucked. Like, well, it, I mean, yeah, it already is. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know. I think that's the whole point. It, but but then why have the soup at all? Like, it, you know, why tease people with the prospect of soup? And, you know, like, make me think, okay, I'm going to make everybody a nice soup. That old fucking 
lower their discontent meter, but then they're all like, I don't know, I don't like this soup. What is this? Yeah, you know, like, fuck right, that. After <laughs> well, I think after I've put all the children to work and killed all the people with frostbite, let's cheer things up with some soup. I don't really like this. Have I not done yeah. enough for you so, people? Yeah, so nothing is good enough? Hmm? I think so that's capitalism on one, guys. Here's my logic. <laughs> is uh, So I kept the amputees. And you get a fun little like meter that tells you how many amputees you have in your city. Another meter? Nice. <laughs> well, it's not a meter. It's just a... It looks like a crutch, and then as oh, a number my, yeah, my it, living limbs meter is staying put. That's good. That's a good sign. <laughs> and um, but like, there's also like, if someone dies, you have to decide: do we want to build cemetery, a cemetery for the dead people, or just a big like, like hole in the ground to put the bodies? And it's like, I feel like there's only one good option, and that's the cemetery. Like. The, the thing about the cemetery is sometimes the it's people, expensive. Well, no, it's not expensive. It's occasionally the people uh, won't go to work the next day if someone in their family dies because they'll be mourning. And I was like, that's okay. Like, yeah. fine. Yeah. I worked in um, HR, man. Bereavement's a, it's a serious thing, man. It does. It does say, though, the, the body pile will not spread disease. So that's helpful. That's important. Um, is there a just burn them option? Like I, I feel like it's a third option here. Well, no, there isn't. It's frost punk. They don't have fire. Yeah. Well, they have like um. Wait, so like, they have no fire? You, you know, you literally can't maybe power the the burner with the bodies of the dead. You know, that's a really that's, that's a option. really good that life hack. Be, that would be a good idea. <laughs> just toss them in there. We're running out of coal. <laughs> But, you know, I started working, like, when I was, like, young. So I feel like I am one to speak on child labor. So yeah. if, if, you know, if I can push a lawnmower at, at, at 10, they can, you know, mine coal in the <laughs> negative 20 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I know a thing or two about working as a child in extreme cold temperatures. When I was 14, I worked at Dairy Queen. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> And yeah, I just, I really, I really want to read that BuzzFeed list, like top 12 life hacks, use a rubber band to keep a door from closing, tie a red ribbon around your luggage so you can identify it, burn your dead for fuel. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's Frostpunk, baby. You got to do what you got to do. I don't understand the title. Uh, You know, what about this is punk? It's like. I guess they were going for, like, instead of steampunk, this is frostpunk. No, I understand that. Okay. But, like, you know, it just it feels like a real half-assed fucking title. They're like, Polish. oh, what if the steampunk era, but it was the, cold? The people the people making the game were Polish, so maybe it's, like, a translation thing. Hmm. I mean, so when I hear steampunk, I imagine a bunch of, like, modern-day amenities that are powered by steam, right? Because the whole idea used with steampunk is it's a world where steam was our sort of main thing. So everything's pa- like you have steam-powered computers, right? I was going to so, say, I don't, I don't know about modern amenities. I picture more like, yeah, turn-of-the-century technology, but steam became the thing instead of coal. So, yeah, you, yeah. Had, you know, airships and shit. Yeah. You know, and so when I hear Frostpunk, I don't know how Frost is supposed to power an airship, right? right. Like, <laughs> w- what would Frost do besides just make it well, fall? We, we established this previously. 
Um, you're not powering it with. You're not powering an airship with frost. You're just riding a piece of ice around. That's what it like is. Like Iceman. Yeah. It the is just I, flying oh, through the sky. Iceman was the ultimate. Frostpunk? He's the Frostpunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's so Frostpunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there is a balloon thing, because you can um, get a beacon thing, and it sends like a big hot air balloon up, and you can look for other, like... Um, like, at the beginning of the game, there was a... A lost expedition and you can go find them and then um, bring them back to the camp so that gives you more people to work and you know probably more children to send to the mines um, which is good doesn't sound good nothing what's, about this what, so far has sounded fun? good Jesse <laughs> if, if someone gets like injured at work it'll like pop up and be like hey this kid was injured do you want to uh send them back to work or let them have the rest of the day off and I always let them have the rest of the day off so good I, th- I feel like I've been pretty good it, as a mayor um, it sounds like you're trying to be the nicest possible mayor in the worst possible situation I, yeah, yeah that's what I'm trying to do because like the thing is is like we need coal to live so like if we run out of coal we're all fucking dead. So if your fucking kid can hold some coal in their hands, you know, do you want us to die? Come on, lady. Feel like there's got to be a better way, but I don't know. You know. Well, hmm. you can go back to 1886 and have a volcanic winter and tell me about it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm open to all ideas. Okay. So, yeah. well, so question. We know when it comes to steampunk, the most quintessential piece of uh, cinema in the steampunk world is Wild Wild West. So, what is the like quintessential frostpunk movie that everyone should watch to get a better understanding of what frostpunk is? Ski school. <laughs> no, probably Snowpiercer. Yeah, no, honestly, Snowpiercer. I think ski school is the ultimate frostpunk movie. Yeah. Well, we got two ski school and two Snowpiercer. Can't, we can't break this tie. <laughs> Call 940 GTT Buzz yeah. with your vote for yeah. the most frostpunk movie. Mmm. Mmm. God. Uh, as if this segment wasn't upsetting enough, now we gotta talk Snowpiercer. No, I think, um, you know, man, Jesse, what a. Yeah, what this game is very dour. Like, yeah. When when you first said Frostpunk, I was like, okay, kind of like a steampunk game, but everything's iced over. That sounds cool. A real cold You're Blade like, yeah, Runner. it's like a it's like a city management <laughs> game. It's like, all right, I'm a little yeah, less interested. Less. And then you just describe the most horrible conditions of life. It's like, right? No. Yeah, super bleak, misanthropic city sim game. Like you can like click snowy. on little citizens. No. <laughs> You can click on the little citizens and it tells you like what they're worried about and like what they're doing and stuff. And like when you pl- like <laughs> click on the children, they're like, "I want to play today," or, and, and like, like Too damn bad. I hope I don't have to go to the mine. <laughs> yeah. But then you ta- like see some people and they're like, "I'm not worried about anything." And it's like, are you? I mean, I guess okay, cool, but the, you should be worried. Cause it's fucking cold. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. What else is there to worry about once it's that cold? Anyway, uh, Tay in the chat broke the tie. The the most frostpunk movie is Cool Runnings. 
Um, I, I can't argue against that. That's no, perfect. He's right. Uh, Jesse, horrendous pick. <laughs> <laughs> Just truly, truly bleak pick. Cold blood. Uh, you know, thank God that I fucked up and brought two games to the show because the show's not over. We still have to do a goddamn fan request, John. It's good. All right, everyone. Chill.
Um, so when hiring staff for this game, applicants were not told that the studio was part of Square Enix. This was done because they wanted to hire people who were passionate about role-playing games rather than people who just wanted to work for Square Enix. got some answers. Actually, while you're prepping your answers, I do want to give a special thanks to our requester, CX Strife. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hola. Alright, so Jesse says the Big Chill 64. Sadly incorrect. Uh, John says I am Iron Setsuna. And Johnny says I am Setsuna. Both of those are correct. And man, I am really glad that Frostpunk came right before this game, because I thought this <laughs> game was going to end this show on a down note. Yeah. This game's but fucking after Frost- bleak. <laughs> how, many, how many amputees are in this one? <laughs> after Frostpunk, you know, this game doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. Um, so this is a really cool game, um, currently out and available. It was released uh, back in 2016. Uh, you can get it on PS4 and Switch. Um, and it's kind of like a throwback to the 16-bit RPGs. Um, like, one of the major influences of this game was Chrono Trigger. Uh, it has the same kind of, like, active battle th- style as Chrono Trigger, and you can pair up attacks, um, kind of like you could in Chrono Trigger. 
Um, but it has, like, some throwbacks to classic Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Legend of Zelda. Uh, the entire game takes place on, like, a snow-capped mountain range, which you would think would get boring after a while. Like, you're just looking at the same snowy rocks, but each little village has its own charms. Like, there's one village that just has a bunch of, like, Chinese lanterns around that cast this yellow-orange glow over everything. Um, and there's, like, an area in the forest where there's huge trees that kind of block out and cast shadows and everything. It's a really pretty game, and obviously it's got a really soothing, nice piano soundtrack. Um, I thought this game was gonna be kind of a downer, because the, the whole plot is there's, like, a demonic force that's coming out, and the main character, Setsuna, is going to be a human sacrifice, so... Dope. Like, she pairs up with, a like, a guy that becomes her guardian, and they start exploring and meeting all these other characters, and you build your party. Um, but yeah, the, the whole theme of the game is about, like, life and death and sorrow, because you're, you're playing as or teaming up with this character whose whole journey is to be killed in the end. So it's, it's kind of a somber game, but not quite, like amputee kids working in a factory somber? Right, yeah. No, 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 no. The amputees get to live out the rest of their days in a nice uh, safe house. So. If you choose so. Yeah, well, yeah, if I did. I wanted them right. to yeah. be. No, yeah, this game seems positively uplifting compared to our last <laughs> discussion. <laughs> like, you know, all, uh, you know, a slightly somber fantasy game about, you know, someone... You know, headed towards their demise and fighting back against that, probably with themes of, you know, fate and blah, blah, blah. Versus a game that is set in alternate Earth that's been fucking ruined and you have to make all the worst, you know, uh, management decisions imaginable. Like, yeah, no, this game, you know, fucking A, man. This is, uh, this might, might as well be like a fucking Michael Schur TV show. It's so fucking uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of have any of y'all ever seen that um animated short film that comes usually pops up around Christmas time the snowman I mean not <laughs> we gave years. you all the clues Mr. Police <laughs> <laughs> Okay well it this game kind of reminds me of that where it's like it's very touching it's very beautiful it looks nice it has a it has a cool story as it starts going and then there's a point where you realize like oh this is not going to have a happy ending, is it? Okay, I kind of know what I'm in for. Um, I'm also laughing as I'm watching all of you Googling the snowman. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, like with all snowman stories, it, it, <laughs> it inevitably goes south once you know, winter ends and the snowman yeah, at melts. At some point, he has to melt, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> how, that's, how, a, that's how snowman stories work, David. Otherwise, <laughs> so, he'd be Iceman. Yeah, exactly. And he's not. <laughs> and he would then um, cometh. <laughs> but yeah, this this game has that same kind of like, oh, this is a really nice vibe. <sighs> I'm feeling a little down, but I'm still enjoying myself because it's a fun game. Um, I, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, John, I think honestly, it would be pretty up your alley. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe from looking at screenshots of it just now. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What is this? Like, how did I fucking not see this? It's, uh, I, I kind of missed this, but like, okay, so, you know, 
maybe I passed it in the eShop, just not really paying attention to it, thinking it was just, you know, yet another indie attempt at, you know, doing something, paying tribute to the, you know, 16-bit RPG era. And now I'm finding out that, like, oh, it's actually, like, quote-unquote, an indie studio that was totally being run by Square Enix. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's Tokyo like the, RPG like, uh, Factory. <laughs> it's like those uh, DoorDash, like, secret kitchens or whatever yeah. that are just like, <laughs> like, you're like, what the fuck is this place? Oh, it's just Chili's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking, you know, Tokyo RPG Factory was just Square Enix's ghost kitchen. <laughs> but, well, I... See, there's a disconnect here, because, like, you know, it, the equivalent of this, uh, like, w imagine if you bought... Think before you speak, Johnny. No, actually, Johnny's right. I can see we got it kind of backwards. Yeah, because usually you're disappointed when you find out the real parent company of the Ghost Kitchen. Like, imagine right. getting I Am Satsuna and it's actually Applebee's, right? Like exactly. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, yeah, no, we've got it totally flipped. So it's like, okay, yeah, I go on fucking, you know, DoorDash and I order... You know, the WWE tie-in food, the, you know, smackadia, and fucking, I'm disappointed to learn that it comes from IHOP's kitchen. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, if it had come from fucking, like, a five-star restaurant, it would be like, wait, no, hold on, that, that's pretty dope. So, yeah, if I'm passing by this on the eShop, and I'm like, what is this indie fucking game? And then it's like, actually, it's a Square Enix game. We just didn't want to tell you. It's like, well, fuck, you should have really told me that up front. <laughs> like, uh, Way to bury the lead, y'all. truly buried the lead. <laughs> like, you know, you tell me that the company that made the best 16-bit RPGs is making a, you know, a game reference-heavy, you know, to their golden age of RPGs. Yes, I'll throw, you know, 10, 20 bucks at that. Whatever, fuck. Like, that, you know, sure. Sounds good, <laughs> but if you yeah. just kind of bury it in the Switch eShop and don't tell me who it is exactly that made it, I'm gonna kind of scroll right past it. I like, yeah, I would love to open DoorDash and order like a twelve dollar burger from you know Burgerama, and right. then find out that's actually like a fifty dollar burger from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if it if it turns out to be that good, that's great. But you know, if it uh. Yeah, I don't, uh, the ghost kitchen thing, we're almost on the scent of the reference. And, I, you know, I understand what we're going for, but it's not quite that. Uh, those ghost kitchens, it's always like, yeah, order this crazy-looking protein bowl, and then it's like, yeah, yeah it's just chilies. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like a reverse ghost kitchen, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, reverse ghost kitchen used to be my favorite sex move. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Now it's uh, but with my back these days. Yeah, it's, it's Ooh, tough, man. man. It's really tough. And just you know, God, working all those fryers at the same time. Oh. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, so who is Setsuna? Uh, Setsuna is what? <laughs> I'm Setsuna. It's a Spartacus thing, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. No, uh, Setsuna is like a, a young village girl chosen to be a human sacrifice to prevent a demon lord. And you have to play as her, or can you play as someone else and make the title, you know, nonsense? I am Steve. Right, exactly. I mean, you can... It's I am you can, Setsuna, you don't have to. I am Steve. <laughs> I am Applebee's. <laughs> no, you, you can I definitely play as the other characters in the party. 
Okay, good. So, you know, it's not we are set soon. Is she, is she Groot? You know, I'm not sure. Does she say I don't anything think else? So. <laughs> like I mean, it, I'm pretty sure she has dialogue. Okay, it'd be funny if all she said was I am Setsuna. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she has dialogue, and I'm pretty sure that all of the dialogue is not I am Setsuna. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. There is that very, very touching moment at the very end of the game where your companion starts to cry and she reaches out and brushes a tear and says, We are Setsuna. Right, exactly. You are Setsuna. Wait, I'm Setsuna? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. It sounds good. Like, uh, Square secretly making a new, you know, kind of Chrono Trigger-ish game. Sounds good. Uh, I bet you this goes on sale a lot. <laughs> like, I bet you, bet you can find this in uh, in your Switch eShop or whatever for pretty cheap. Because I've seen it in the Switch eShop for pretty cheap a number of times and scrolled straight past it because I thought it was just some fucking indie bullshit. So, uh, this time, I'm going to have to click on it and read the description. You know, something has I mean, changed. <laughs> It's a pretty small little indie company. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Square Enix. Right. <laughs> they really... Apparently they, apparently they came together after two other random companies merged, right. but, you know. You know what would really help Square Enix and me clicking on I Am Setsuna? A really solid logo and putting it on the artwork on the Switch eShop for I Am Setsuna. Square Enix, like, seriously... Jesse, you play RPGs. Describe Square Enix's logo. How, how do you know a Square Enix game when you see it? It just says Square Enix. Right, yeah, exactly. It's not much of a logo. <laughs> so, yeah, I need just a little seal of approval. It's the, you know, the, the Squeenix stamp right there on the fucking game's cover that says, hey, we made this. Consider it. Yeah. Remember how, how you like Secret of Mana? Remember how you like fucking all those weird games on SNES? We also made this. Wait, what? Square Enix made Zombies Ate My Neighbors? I, I said... I didn't say all the weird games on the SNS. I said... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Shit. Okay, well, they're gonna have to redefine that logo. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Maybe uh, remove the zombie eating the S. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're not down with zombies eating ass? <laughs> no, S. S. I said S. <laughs> Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Well, hell, you're right. It is. Talk about the redemption arc. Unbelievable. What a, uh... What a win. What a time. What a what a series of games, you know, starting off with that uh, that avalanche of misinformation and redeeming myself to a victory on tonight's episode. Just uh, truly, you know, a David and Goliath story truer than the Bible itself. Um, this was a good one, guys. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun playing in the snow, playing in the ice. You know, uh, it was a cool Zombies episode. Yes. <laughs> Lot, we, we went to a lot of places. 
<laughs> and you know, I didn't really have a theme in mind for next week's episode. Games but with amputees. Tonight's episode gave me so many ideas. Games, Games with, with eating ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought next week's uh, it's going to be episode 343, which of course is a very popular game studio. Uh, I say very popular, reasonably popular. Uh, you know, I don't know. You, you guys, you're all big, uh, you know, Xboxers. You fucking, you play your 343 games, your Halos, Halo Infinite, Halo Five, and shit. You know who this this company is. So I was thinking, you know, after uh, the boondoggle of uh, I Am Setsuna being a seemingly indie game, but it's actually made by a major studio. And then all these other games that we featured tonight that were made by Major Studios, I'm thinking next week, Major Studios. Let's just go big, guys. Go big or go home. Games made by... I don't want to say first party, I just want to say Major Studios. Fuck, you know, just, you know, no indie bullshit, man. Triple you know, tonight, tonight we had Triple A shit, man. We had, you know, Nintendo... Fucking Namco, Capcom, Activision, Square Enix, and those fucking assholes that made Frostpunk. I think they um, were like in, kind of an indie. Yeah, so they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> They're not welcome on next week's episode. <laughs> Would Why you call shoulder? Oh, you know, I'll I will freeze my fucking shoulder if need be. This is a very important question for me personally. Would you consider Way Forward a major studio? Okay, no, no, I would already not. shaking your head now. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, there's going to be some wiggle room, but you know, don't. <laughs> yeah. Way Forward is a contractor. I would not consider them a major studio whatsoever. Um, they uh, they frequently have to make games via Kickstarter. No, but uh, I'm just clarifying. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's some other large game company that I'm a big fan of. I can find a title from. Yeah, I, I think you've had a tricky. few. It, it is. It's going to be SSX Tricky. EA Sports Big. Major Studios, Jesse. You got it. You know, fucking bring the Small Balls remix next week. It'll be great. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so you know what it means. A major studio <laughs> for next week's episode. Um, it's gonna be fun, cause uh, you know, we as we learned tonight, even major studios uh, and you know these big developers, even when they make a kind of a stinker, we ski and snowboard, they load it with bangers. It's always fun. It's good, so it'll be good. That'll be a lot of fun. That's the theme. Uh, you know, we're stepping it up to the major leagues next week. So join us. And thank you, everybody, who joined us this week. Thank you, everybody, watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us and chatting along with us. We always love seeing you guys in the in the live stream. Thank you, everybody, checking us out in podcast form. Our podcasts come out Tuesday mornings at GameThatTune.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing, uh, doing all those things that you do for a podcast for us, Game That Tune. It's... Uh, yeah, we super appreciate it. We uh, really appreciate everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune 
It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got an upcoming movie night with the double feature of Ski School and X-Men 3 The Last Stand. <laughs> it's oh, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, so join Patreon for $1 for access to movie night, you know, our fucking live commentaries. It's going to be dope. Uh, but also we do, uh, you know, exclusive podcasts on there. We've got Game That Tune Gems. We've got Jesse's Covered Up. We've got awesome mixtapes. Uh, we do a lot of fun things. Subscribe for $10 and you get access to gttradio.vip, the you know, Game That Tune radio on-demand experience. Uh, truly a uh, a fantastic perk. If you've got $10 a month and you want to support us instead of Spotify, then uh, we recommend you going to patreon.com slash game that tune. we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there, so we appreciate you guys supporting us. Uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, GTT Radio, the VIP part, that's, uh, you know, that's a tie-in to the most important thing, obviously, that we do with those Patreon bucks. Radio.GameThatTune.com. GTTRadio.com. GTT.Rocks. The home for video game music on the internet. Uh, a great thing that we know you all love and we love doing for you guys. Uh, Want to give a shout-out, of course, to our Patreon Absurd fans. I'm talking about Daniel Perky, talking about Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Pond, and the Kerrigan. Just an immaculate group of uh, Patreon Absurd fans. Join Patreon, become an Absurd fan, I'll say your name, and you get all that other stuff we talked about too. Uh, special shout out to our requester tonight. David took the request. Who made that request? Uh, that was CX Strife. In our Discord. Yes, it was. Thank you, CX. Fantastic request. Discord's a great place to make them. Or you can go to GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media server. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there. And that's... Uh, guys, that's going to just about do it. So, it's time for, of course, my bonus tunes. And, you know, I got bonus tunes that tie into the theme for next week. The theme for this week. And the theme for last week, guys. I, I hate to be just the guy that's, you know, showing up, showing everybody how it's done. But you want a game that has an island and some ice, and it's made by a major studio. It might not have an avalanche. I'll have to check on that. But you know, we're going home with some music from the NES game classic, Kirby's Adventure. We got Ice Cream Island. It's published by Nintendo. It's a major studio. <laughs> uh, and there's ice cream on that island, I assume. Dave, we never really clarified. Would ice cream have qualified for tonight's theme? Uh, is ice in the title? Yeah, but also, it's, but it's creamed ice. I mean, there are times <laughs> where you, like, bite a chunk of ice in ice cream. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously. Well, I, you know, well, I could have brought this. But it's freezer burnt because you fucked up. <laughs> you have ice, <laughs> ice cream, man. That's no, all right. We've all been there, baby. So, yeah, we're going to Ice Cream Island from Kirby's Adventure. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out, everybody.
Kirby's Avalanche is copyright 1995 HAL Laboratory and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Wii Ski and Snowboard is copyright 2009 Namco Bandai Games. Lost Planet Extreme Condition is copyright 2007 Capcom Company Limited. X-Men The Official Game is copyright 2006 Activision Publishing Limited. Frostpunk is copyright 2018 11-Bit Studios. I Am Setsuna is copyright 2016 Tokyo RPG Factory Company Limited and Square Enix.